This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It is great to be back for this episode of The Drop. We're going to be going over the Blues-Canadians game, get a full recap, hear some highlights, get my opinion, and of course at the end, we always get to the post-game interviews, which are always interesting. Before we get into it, I wanted to go over a few things. First of all, I want to apologize for this podcast being late. It is now 3.30 in the morning on uh, Thursday the 7th, and it normally does not take me this long to get the podcast going out but I've been rather busy with a family issue and I normally don't like to get into those my wife uh, was rushed to the emergency room with blood clots in her lungs she had a pulmonary embolism basically been a lot of time at the hospital and she's actually going to get to come home Thursday so she was in there for a few days and she's just been through so much she's a breast cancer survivor and she's just a very strong woman and I'm sure she'll be fine and she'll be able to fight this off. Family comes first, and I'm sure everyone understands. But I did want to let you know why the podcast was not on schedule like it normally is. Let's get off the family matters and get into hockey. Before we get into the Blues game with the highlights, I wanted to talk about the rumor going around that the next NHL team is going to for sure be a team in Seattle. Well, there was talk of San Antonio. Now it's Seattle. Supposedly Seattle, the owner of the Seahawks is willing to build a 600 to $700 million multi-use arena, which he's got the money to do it. Wouldn't ask for, for any funds from anyone is going to pay for it himself. Apparently from what I understand and Gary Bettman is just all goo goo eyed over it. I love expansion when it's ne- when it, when it's necessary to do so to build your sport when it makes sense to. When the Golden Knights went to Vegas, I figured they would be very successful there. Uh, It's a town that likes entertainment. You've got a lot of visitors. So when the locals don't go to the game, you're going to have people from out of town go to the game. Made sense to me. I was a little upset that Quebec did not get a team. If anybody has been to Quebec and knows Quebec City, that is, not the province. If they've been to Quebec City, they know what rabid hockey fans these people are. They should have never lost the Nordiques to begin with. That was a money grab, basically. It was my understanding, according to Bettman, that they would be next in line for a team. But no, all of a sudden, Seattle and San Antonio are are next in line. This is all about money. And this is also Gary Bettman trying to put more teams in the West Coast. Let's expand, yes. You want to go to Seattle in a few years? That's great. People in hockey know that Quebec City is a better place for the NHL to go next they had so many basically commitments on season tickets when they applied for their expansion team when uh, the Golden Knights did these people up there I guarantee you that arena would be sold out for years years regardless of whether they were a, a great team or not it's not fair 
and I apologize to you people in Quebec City for the stupidity of the NHL feeling like they've got to go on the West Coast. Let's put more teams in the West. We've got to do that. Let's put a team in San Antonio. I love you, San Antonio. You got a great city, great basketball city. People love basketball down there. They're rabid sports fans. But the NHL moving there or Seattle does not make sense. You may get some people from Canada to come down now and again to a game in Seattle, which is great. But I'm going to tell you one thing. They start losing, you're going to start seeing 11,000 people at a game. I guarantee that's what will happen. Go to Quebec City. The team's not great. You're not going to see that in Quebec City. So please, NHL, rethink what you're going to do, and let's go to Quebec City. Quebec City should be next, and I'll keep fighting for it until they get a team. There's great people up there. And they deserve a team. People go, well, it's not about deserving a team. No, it's not. But when you've got is an arena already there, you've got a huge fan base already there that loves hockey, that knows hockey because, sorry, this is not, you know, to put a blanket statement out, but everybody in Canada loves hockey. I went to visit up there so much and while I'm in business in one of my previous jobs, Every time I would go, people would invite me to play hockey. People I never even met. People at a restaurant. People at a bar. People at the grocery store. People at the pharmacy. These are some great people. Give the city of Quebec a team, please. That's my rant. I'm done. Getting to the Blues game. The Blues and Canadians. If you ever get to go to to, to Montreal to see a game, it's great. Uh, the arena is seems a little small, but it's a great place to see a game. People love the game. So with that being said, the Canadians in their game before they played the Blues scored 10 goals. And we all know the Blues in the previous games have had some issues scoring. So you're wondering, oh no, what's this going to be like? And then you think, oh my God, Carey Price is the goalie for the Canadians. The Blues haven't been scoring. Carey Price is in goal. You would think the Blues might be in trouble. But the Blues went in and they played very, very well. And they would get a goal early in this game by Braden Shin. Scoring chance so far goes to Sabotka. Now Shen with it a drive on goal and it's saved by Price. Center shedding in. He scores! Shen into the top corner. His first in six games and the Blues lead 1-0. Short side shot that beats Carey Price. Good pressure after Sabotka had a brilliant scoring chance before that. Center lane drive. Weak side guy curls up to the middle. And that was the first scoring chance, and that had Montreal on their heels. And then after that, Bortuzzo does a nice job of taking a hit to make a play. First shot by Shen. Rebound. He's looking one way. He completely loses sight of where this is. You can see he's in an awkward position with his left skate. Thinks it's going to his left. Goes to the short side. I thought it was rather amazing uh, last couple games when Shen has not really been scoring like he had been. People started thinking, well, maybe this is why the Flyers got rid of him and Could he be a streaky player? Is he going to have the year we think he's going to have? And I told several people, yes, he's going to have a good year. This guy's a great player. We stole him from Philadelphia. Even if he just gets 20 goals, is that not better than Yuri Laterra? I think it is, but I also think he's going to get a lot more than 20 goals. Uh, Shin gets his 11th goal. Great pass by Schwartz. Schwartz gets his 20th assist. Five minutes even into the first. The Blues are up one to nothing. Blues had a great first period. Montreal didn't play bad either. But man, the Blues had an excellent first period. And we talked at the beginning of the podcast about uh, Carey Price, how he's, when he came back from his injury, how well he's played. He has just played awesome. And I know everybody is real fickle about Jake Allen. 
even if the Blues win and, and they win five to four, everybody, what's wrong with Jake Allen or if they win three to two? How, you know, Jake almost lost him the game. Jake Allen's a good goalie, guys. He does not get the recognition Carey Price does. Am I saying he's Carey Price? Not at this time in his career, he's not. Could he be? Yeah, I think Jake Allen's got the talent to do that. He is a very good goalie. And I'm going to tell you one thing. In this first period, he played very well, and so did Carey Price. In for Gallagher. Back for Ben. Spins around. Now to Weber, a drive. And a save by Allen. It's still loose in the goal. Crazy shot just wide. Allen got over. And now back to Ben again. And then Hudon. He'll drop it off to Lennon, and the pass is up for Schwartz. Short-handed breakaway. Schwartz stopped by Price. Jaden Schwartz has been a hot stick for the Blues, but Price shuts the door. Some great opportunities for both teams. Weber, I had a big game, and when doesn't this guy have a big game? When he played for the Predators, he was always a nail in the, in the Blues' foot. We know the big blockbuster trade for him and Subban, and it's worked out for both teams, actually. Montreal said Subban was a cancer, but they love him in Nashville. Nashville had issues with Shea Weber, say so he was an issue in the locker room. They love him in Montreal. So it worked out great for both teams. And then Jaden Schwartz gets that breakaway on Carey Price. And that angle that Price took on it didn't fall for the deke, stayed calm, and made the big save on Jaden Schwartz to make sure the Blues didn't go up two to nothing. And what happens all the time when your goalie makes a big save on a breakaway, on a two-on-one, three-on-one, whatever type of odd man rush it is, You get some good opportunities because it kind of gives you that energy to go on the other end. That's exactly what happened when former Dallas star Jordy Ben, yes, Jamie Ben's brother, gets a goal to tie this game up at one apiece in the first. Blokanitz sends it back to the point. Here's Ben moving in. Fire scores! Jordy Ben with a laser beam into the back of the net. Back-to-back games with a goal for the defenseman, and it's 1-1. What a rocket from Jordy Ben. He was joking about his offensive prowess the last couple of days. Not really what he's known for. He starts the whole play by keeping it in, and then it's a breakdown. Too many forwards caught low, and he just steps into this one. Nice job by Daniel Carr taking the eyes away from Jake Allen just enough. But this is center of the net. High riser. It was indeed a high riser. That puck, it looked. It looked like it was an airplane taking off. He shot it, a hard slap shot, just a right inside the blue line at maybe three or four feet. And I don't know if Jake's seen it or not, but I don't know if he'd have been able to save it with the type of angle it took. That'd be Jordy Bent's fourth goal. Uh, Carr gets his fourth assist, and Plekanic adds his tenth assist. We head out of the first period with the Blues out shooting the Canadians 9-7. I thought it was a pretty evenly matched first period, but I do give the edge to the Blues. They played very well in that first period. Going into the second, they would just start out great. They'd get a goal from Upshaw early, and then just a few seconds after that, Braden Shim would somehow get such a great opportunity. I think they must have been napping on the Montreal defense, uh, thinking, oh, they just got a goal. We don't have to worry about it. Well, they did have to worry about it because the Blues got two goals within a few seconds of each other to take a rather commanding three to one leave early in the second period. That's what they do well. They're quick on stops and starts and they have good sticks. Now Yashkin, he goes wide. Pass in front. They score. Scotty Upshaw the net. He buries it. What a play by Yashkin. And Upshaw gives the Blues a 2-1 lead. Fourth goal of the year for Upshaw. 11th point 
And this Brodziak line continues to provide much needed offense. Again, you go back to what they're working on in practice, and Yashkin does take this with a lot of confidence wide, and then just easily plays it on the back end. But give Upshaw credit. He has to get inside Brendan Gallagher. Gallagher's job is to defend against Upshaw. He lets him slip for one split second because he's staring at the puck. Pucks have the date of the game, and, and the uh, so it's got the ball. Oh, here no we go. Shit breakaway. He scores into the top corner. And the Blues take a 3-1 lead on a goal by Shed. What a response right after the faceoff, right after scoring a goal to make it 2-1. Bang. Oh, boy. And that is not a happy look there from the veteran coach and Stanley Cup winner, Coach Julian. The crowd in Montreal was shocked. I was shocked. I think everybody was shocked. I think the Blues were probably even shocked to get those goals so quickly together because this has been a hard-fought game. You know, even that goal by Upshaw, he had to work hard to get that goal. Braden Shin, it's just like they didn't even know he was there. Big goal by Shin gives him a commanding lead. That goal by Upshaw was his fourth of the year. Yashkin gets his sixth assist. Great pass from Dimitri Yashkin. Much better player this year than he was last year. Braden Shin gets his 12th goal of the season. Petrangelo gets his 14th assist. First goal was at 2 minutes 32 seconds in to the second. Second goal was 7 seconds later. 2 minutes 39 seconds into the second. The Blues are up with a commanding 3-1 lead. It would be back and forth after that. Uh, uh, just a, it's an overall great game. But the Blues really did play, I thought, 60 minutes of very good hockey. But you know, with a team like the Canadians, they're not going to just give up. And with their coaches, not, their coach is not going to let them give up either. Off the draw, Weber scores! Weber with a quick release to no may have got a piece of it, but it was off the post and in, and the Canadians are within one. Seemingly innocent play, one draw here. Straight back, and that thing was curving. That thing was curving on that goal. That looked like it was going wide of the net. If I watch it one more time, Shaw wins it. Look at that thing go. That was one of the strangest shots I've ever seen. He shot it, and the puck like rolled and curved and went up. It was crazy. Uh, I don't even think Jake Allen knew what to do with that one. Shea Weber, we all know he's got that hard shot. That one was hard, but it was more of a knuckler. It was strange. It acted very strange. But it doesn't matter how you get the goals. Strange goals, good goals, quality goals, trashy goals. It gets you a goal. And Montreal's back in this game at 3-2 to two late in the third. Weber's fifth goal. Shaw gets his seventh assist. Going out of the second period, we've got ourselves a great game. An excellent game, whether you're a Blues fan or a Canadiens fan. The Blues outshot the Canadians 13-6, and that's why I said they really played well and dominated that second period. Going into the third, we know we're going to have a great third period, and it was a great third period. Maybe not started out that way if you're a Blues fan, because who else is going to get the tying goal but Shea Weber, 6 minutes and 34 seconds into the third period. We are tied at three apiece. Off win and the fastball this time. Allen couldn't tip it off. Out of play. <laughs> Andrew Shaw's not even trying to pull this back to Shea Weber. He's on his backhand trying to pull towards the wall. He gets it right down the middle. And that did not curve anywhere. That was a fastball. 
Indeed, it was a fastball. They even showed it in slow motion, guys, and it, it you could barely see it in slow motion. He has one of the hardest shots in the NHL, and when you get people, especially in front of you at all, the goalie has no chance. It's hard enough with nobody in front of you with a shot like his. Gets his second goal of the night, tied at three apiece. Weber gets his sixth goal. Shaw, same guy who assisted him on his last one, gets his eighth assist. We've got a great game. How's it going to end? Well, it ended with who else getting another goal? The hat trick for Braden Shin. I can't say enough about him. I'll just shut up and we'll listen to the goal. The Blues take the lead four to three. Under eight to play in the third. Tied at three. Schwartz for Shen. Back in front. They score! It may have hit Schwartz. I'm not sure. Well, it did not hit Schwartz, and it wasn't the most beautiful goal, but Braden Shen gets credit for it, gets the hat trick. The Blues go on to win four to three, and Shen just had a massive, massive game. He gets his 11th, 12th, and 13th goal of the season. This one being his 13th, Schwartz 21 assist, Pareko 13 assist, 12-11 of the third, and the Blues get a big win on the road, 4-3. to three. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Blues improve to 18, 8-2. The Canadians fall to 13, 13-3. 30 shots on goal for the Blues, 25 for the Canadians. Power play, the Blues had three, and they didn't score any. They've got to improve that. Am I complaining about them winning? No, but they have to improve that power play. The Canadians had one, and they were not successful on it. Faceoffs, very close. Canadians, 52% to the Blues, 48 As I said at the end there, Shin got the hat trick, his 11th, 12th, and 13th goals of the season. I thought this guy only scored power play goals. Isn't that what Philadelphia said, that he wasn't good on even strength? I think they need to rethink that theory. Upshaw, with some hard work, gets his fourth goal of the year. Schwartz gets two assists. Petrangelo gets an assist. Pareko gets an assist. Jake Allen makes 22 out of 25 saves. Weber gets two goals as fifth and sixth. Uh, ben gets a goal as fourth. Shaw gets two assists. Buchanan gets an assist. Carr gets an assist. Price makes 26 out of 30 saves. So the Blues beat a very, very good goalie in Carey Price and a good Montreal team at their own arena. Let's go ahead and hear about the game interview. We'll hear from uh, Braden Shin, Jake Allen, and of course Coach Mike on a very good road win for the Blues. Yeah, I thought, I thought we played very well as a team. Um, you know, we were ready from the start tonight. I thought we had a good game in Minnesota. Um, you know, the last game we played and we just didn't get the result we wanted. So I thought it transitioned over to tonight and able to come out with, uh, you know, two points in a, in a tough building to play. An anticlimactic hat trick there, not knowing if it was yours or not. Or did you know? Yeah, I guess uh, I just seen it go in, put the arms up in the air, and uh, afterwards he uh, in the huddle if it was his or not, and, and he said, I think I don't know if it went off Weber's skate or whoever's D-man skate, but uh, definitely take uh, you know those lucky goals. Were you you just putting the puck? In the, in the mixer yeah, there Schwartz, he uh, was able to, to gain the middle of the ice, kick it out to me. Um, you know, I don't know if the puck was rolling or not. I just tried to get it to the net with, with traffic there. And, and like I said, uh, get a lucky bounce. And, and uh, anytime you can get goals like that, uh, um, you know, uh, you got to be happy. The second goal, kind of surprising how how, sim- how quickly and how simple it was. You yeah, win just, the face-off. Just a win, one face-off. And I don't know. Um, the, the coverage, uh, what they had, and I, I got a pass from um, Petro, and and I was able to um, 
you know, get open ice, and I was a little bit surprised at a breakaway. And uh, you know, when you go on a goal, a, good, uh, a goalie like that, as good as he is, you just try and get it off quick, and, and I was able to do that. Yeah, the first goal, a nice pass by Jaden there to get you. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, just uh, you know, play down low. Uh, he's so good, uh, you know, from the the tops lines down, and, and he was able to, to find me with the backhand pass between a D-man skate, and just try and find that open area of ice, and, and uh, you know, great play by him. November had gone so well for you, but the last five games, no goals, no assists. What what hadn't been working? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, you know, I think um, you know, 82 games, it's not going to be perfect uh, throughout the whole time. You're going to have to grind, you're going to have to battle, and, and sometimes it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult, and, and you just got to find ways to push through it. And, and uh, you know, like I said, um, you know, as a team and, and as a line and personally, I think uh, in Minnesota, able to find the game uh, a little bit more, get back to, to doing what our team does best, and, um, and able to, to, to find a win here tonight. Considering the Possession, puck possession wise, did you scratch your head when it went 3 3 and say, What's happening again tonight? Well, they're, they're a good team. Um, you know, a couple big shots by Weber on the point, and, and uh, he's able to, to uh, you know, get them through, and, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard shot, and, and uh, you know, you know, things happen and, and a couple screens and before you know it, it's three three so you just got to find ways to, to battle and push and you know I thought they made a, a strong push there um, towards the end of the second and, and in third period and we were able just to, to hold on. Have you seen anything like that before with Jake losing the blade on his skate? Oh is that what happened? I didn't even yeah. know yeah so Hutz <laughs> came in and and uh, I don't know if he got a shot or not but uh, you know Jake was uh, solid again tonight. That I've never had happen to me in my life including the blade but <laughs> I don't know. I think you see that. I've seen that a few times this year. It just must be the way the skates are going now, I guess. So, so what you you went to, you made the save and it just. I tried to get up and I fell. I had no blade left. My bolts both broke out of my blade, so they didn't have the equipment on the bench. So we had to come back and I actually had to wear another. I had two opposite skates on for the second period, the rest of the second because my part of the blade was bent. So Joel had to do some repairs there till the third. I don't know what happened. I made a pad with my left skate and, and I looked down and my right skate was broken. It must have been happened before that and I just didn't realize. And on the, on the Weber goal, it seemed to take a... That was another one of the weirdest plays I've ever had. Curved like two feet. I didn't even try. It was going so wide and just all I heard was ding. And he sort of reacted like what happened there. He knew it was going wide too and... Anyway, another really weird play that I've never had happen, especially when it's on the ice. Mm -hmm. It's like a bad read on the green at the golf course? Well, the puck was on edge, and it must have just, snow must have been piled up perfectly for it or something. Mm -hmm. About the rest of the night, though. Yeah, it was good. I thought we played really solid. You know, I thought we, we played good as a group. We didn't limit them too much, and we, we you know, we buried on our chances, I thought, tonight. But I, we created a lot of ozone time, and, and it sort of wore them down. And, you know, we cycled a lot of pucks and had them in their zone for quite some time. And, uh, it was a, it was a good road win. A yeah, good feeling after you had a good game in Minnesota and couldn't get a win to, to come back and have a game like this where you get the win. Yeah, you know it was nice. Uh, it was nice to get the win here and head home and um, three out of four points on this short road trip. Uh, we'll take it and uh, two tough teams, especially against Montreal, has been playing so well as of late. I know we gave up three, but I thought we actually defended really hard and, and really well tonight. Um, and we talked about some areas that we can improve on our offensive play, and uh, and I thought we did that. And getting. Three goals from Braden Chen, obviously, is it doesn't hurt. Yeah, getting three goals from anybody, but I'm happy for him to um, to, to 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 break through. Um, I thought that he uh, really elevated his play to another level last game in Minnesota, and I think he carried that over into today. He'd had that 
big run in November, and then he'd had five games with yeah. nothing, no goals, no assists, and yeah. a couple of games with no shots on goal. Yeah. What, what was was anything missing? Uh, I think I, well, you know what I think he, he you know, I, that's that's going to happen through the course of the year. But I think that he, he did a real good job um, refocusing himself and, and recognizing what what it is that helps him get to his game. Uh, I, I feel that he's brought a physical element. Um, you know, and it doesn't mean that he's running around and, and, and trying to engage in scrums after whistles, but uh, it's you, you, when you see him engage physically in the defensive zone and, and, uh, and obviously arriving quickly in the offensive zone and separating people off pucks, uh, that's, that's a, a big factor in him getting to his game. A weird night for Jake in, yeah. in goal? Yeah, weird night. Yeah, obviously a couple, uh, you know, I've got to take another look at them. I don't know if they were deflected or what, but uh, but obviously we'd like to get in the lanes, and I'm sure he'd like to uh, have those ones back. And also losing the blade and having to come out of the game. That's, yeah, it, it, yeah. This is a strange place for it to happen because Carter's on the other side of the ice. Yeah, and, no, but I mean, we, we handle it well. Guys did a good job. They, uh, you know what, I don't think, I don't know that we gave up a shot in that time. I thought we did a really good job getting to the offensive zone and, um, you know, giving, uh, giving Hutz a chance to, to, to find himself in there. Domination in the second period, time possession of the uh, puck and everything. When they went three-three early in the third, how yeah. do you react behind the bench, considering like the three loss? How do you keep yeah. the focus? You know what I think that uh, again things haven't really bounced our way lately. Um, but you know I really do believe that when when you approach the game the way that we did, uh, I felt that we earned the confidence in the game to to know that, that we still deserve to win the hockey game and and uh, and we could have uh, certainly. Uh, put our heads down and felt sorry for ourselves, but our guys didn't do that. We got right back on the attack and got aggressive in our game, and and uh, you know we we feel confident that if we play a 60-minute game, regardless of uh, a bad bounce or it could be a tough call, whatever it is, that we'll have the right outcome. Nice road win for the Blues. Jake Allen played well, and for you people that hate Jake Allen, I know you're going to say, well, he allowed three goals. It was a very good game for Jake. He made some very good saves in Montreal, playing pretty decently at home. So. I give Jake big credit for this. Of course, the star of the game would have to be Braden Shin. The big hat trick. The Blues will be coming home to play the Stars on Thursday night tonight. And then they turn around quickly, and Saturday they'll play a game at noon against Detroit. I know Detroit's not in the Western Conference anymore, but we still don't like Detroit here in St. Louis, do we? Then after that, the next night they take on Buffalo at home. Two days later, Tampa, the Ducks. And then Winnipeg back-to-back to play Winnipeg at home on the 16th. And then in Winnipeg on the 17th, Winnipeg's been playing awesome. They're a great team. Should be a fun game. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this game recap of the Blues against the Canadians. As I always say and in every podcast with All Together Now, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.